Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Ali Bloyd, and we're going to talk about some amazing Facebook and Instagram marketing strategies that you can put to work right away. Trust me, you are absolutely going to love this. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show. We've got some great content coming your way. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Ali Bloyd. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Allie Bloyd. If you don't know who Allie is, she's the founder of Allie Bloyd Media, a company that specializes in training local business owners and small business marketers. She's also host of the Marketing Inc. podcast, and her mentorship program is called Local Marketing Mastery. Allie, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here as always. So today, Allie and I are going to explore ad strategies to successfully use Facebook and Instagram that convert, that get you more sales. So Ali, I guess my first question is, there are a lot of marketers listening right now who are maybe not sure whether Facebook and Instagram ads work anymore because there's been all these challenges that we've talked about on the talk show, things like iOS updates and privacy blockers and all this kind of stuff. And maybe some of them are like, eh, I've given up on ads. So why should they maybe still consider utilizing Facebook and Instagram ads? Well, I would say number one, because they absolutely still work. 
there have definitely been some changes that have taken place over the last few years from a technical standpoint that have confused people, I think, more than anything. But there are solutions for those things. But I think the benefit of that is that a lot of advertisers have actually pulled out of the platforms because they either don't have the knowledge or the ability to implement some of those changes or at least think that they don't. And so they've just kind of thrown in the towel. That leaves a huge opportunity for the businesses who are still advertising on these platforms. Ultimately, there are nearly 2 billion active daily users on Facebook, and we cannot ignore that. So it definitely isn't the only place you could be advertising, but I would think that it's foolish to ignore these platforms as some of the main places that businesses today are still marketing. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is, hey, it's true. There've been some advertisers that have left the platform. Does this mean the cost have gone down or is there still more than enough demand for ad space on the platform that the costs have not gone down? I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. I think it ultimately depends. Costs haven't gone down across the board, but if you're advertising well, if you're doing it the right way, you can still see very low, very, very doable costs for leads and purchases. Your customer acquisition costs can still be really, really strong. But again, it's not something where you can just throw up an ad and expect lower cost because some people have pulled out. There's still a tremendous number of businesses that are advertising on these platforms. So you've still got to be approaching it the right way, doing it strategically. You absolutely have to have those technical steps implemented correctly to be able to see results because that is probably the number one thing that is holding people back right now. If you don't have some of the pixel-related steps implemented in the right way, your pixel will not be getting smarter. You will not be able to find people to convert on your ads, which is going to drive your cost up. It's going to make you feel like you're losing money. So again, if you do it the right way, cost can be very, very good. Ads still work extremely well. It's still the number one way that I'm growing my business. And all of the businesses that I'm working with are still using this as a primary marketing tool. So plenty of opportunity. You just have to be a little bit more methodical in the way that you approach it. Thank you for that. When we were preparing for this interview, uh, we came up with three different strategies that convert. And we're going to go through them one at a time. I want to start with this five-day challenge. At a macro level, introduce it. You know, what is a five-day challenge? And then I'll have some more questions about like how it works and who ought to use it and all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So five-day challenges are one of my favorite marketing strategies. And this is something that can be used by so many different types of businesses. I started using this strategy in 2019, maybe even 2018, and I still use it to this day. I've been able to help dozens of other industries introduce this strategy as well. So this is something that can be widely applicable. You just maybe have to think a little bit outside of the box if you've never used it before. The types of businesses that can benefit the most. Before we talk about the types of businesses, let's talk about what the heck it is. So a five-day challenge is simply going to be five days of content that you are presenting to your audience. And you are not just teaching them, you are giving them tasks to accomplish. You're giving them homework. You're trying to move them from point A to point B, wherever that point may actually be for them. So it's not something that you want to overwhelm them with actions to take, but you do want to be able to provide them 
a quick win with whatever the ultimate outcome is that you are hoping to provide to your audience. So for example, I help businesses with their marketing and I've done five-day content creation challenges where I'm helping businesses put together a content strategy in five days. I've done lead generation challenges where I'm going through each of the individual aspects of their lead generation strategy that they need to have in place. So I've done a lot of different styles of challenges, but it all centers around helping them better understand and plan for their marketing so that by the end of the five days, they're in the right mindset to take that next step on that bigger thing that I can ultimately help them with. Does that make sense? It does, but I have a little bit of a technical question that maybe isn't super technical, but are these five-day challenges, without getting too much into the weeds, because we'll get into the weeds in a little bit, but are these five-day challenges exclusively delivered via ads, or is this an organic strategy that's enhanced by ads? This is definitely something that can be promoted organically if you have the audience for it. I did my very first five-day challenge without running any ads, but I worked really, really hard to promote this from an organic standpoint. Today, I do a little bit of organic promotion, but almost everything that I do for them, at least in terms of getting people to register for these challenges, is done through paid ads. So just like with everything else, you're going to be able to really maximize the results. If you're utilizing paid ads, you're going to be able to get a lot more people to register for this so that the impact financially for your business when you hold that actual five-day challenge is going to be much, much greater because there's going to be a lot more prospects that are in that challenge participating. Okay, so this is an important distinction. So what I'm hearing you say is the five-day challenge is essentially something that you probably don't do on Facebook. You do off of Facebook, but you use Facebook to drive people there to be part of the challenge. Is that what I'm hearing you say? I actually do my five-day challenges in a Facebook group. You don't have to do them in a Facebook group, but I think there is 100% a benefit to doing it there because this is one more place that you can communicate with your prospects and your leads without having to continue to pay for it. So once someone registers, I do have their name and their email and their phone number typically, but then I also want to drive them into that group because that's where I'm going to be putting on each day of content. That's where I want them to engage with one another and where I can engage with them during that five days of content where they can actually post the homework that they're doing and I can review that for them. So it really becomes this two-way communication channel, which I think makes this strategy pretty special and unique because there are not a ton of other marketing strategies that allow your prospects to communicate so closely with you before they actually begin working with you. So I do know other people who have done them off of the platform, but after those challenges have taken place, I still have people in that group. They're not leaving after the challenge is done. I can continue to provide them with free, helpful content, live trainings, things that will deepen my connection with them and then ultimately drive a lot of sales in the long term. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say at a macro level is the five-day challenge is you pick a topic, whatever it is, in your domain expertise and you somehow challenge the audience to participate in the process over a period of five days. And in an ideal world, you utilize all that Facebook has to offer to kind of keep it on platform, ads, groups, so on and so forth, right? So you were about to say before I asked for all this clarity, what types of businesses should use this? 
So go ahead and answer that, please. For sure. Any business that has an educational component to their business is someone that could use this strategy. I do think that traditionally, people who are in the coaching space have used this strategy a little bit more heavily, but it's absolutely not limited to coaching whatsoever. Coaching becomes a natural fit for this because the audience has to actually be willing to take action themselves. And in services that are 100% done for you, I think a lot of people think, well, you know, my audience isn't going to want to do any of this themselves. They want to hire someone to do it for them or product-based businesses may not really think that this is a fit, but that's definitely not the case. There are a lot of product or done-for-you service-based industries that can, in fact, use this strategy. This is where you really need to be thinking outside of the box a little bit. So if you were a business that is not a done-with-you service provider, you really need to be thinking about what are the steps that my audience would want to take that simply show me that they have this need or this desire. And maybe it's the planning stages of something that you actually help them implement. Or maybe it is something related to your business that isn't actually about your product. So maybe if you sell something like vitamins and supplements, you're not going to be doing a challenge focused around vitamins and supplements, but you might be doing a challenge that's focused on helping them improve their health. So people who are committed to improving their health are likely going to be the right type of person to be open to buying health-related products such as vitamins and supplements. So you really just need to find that right fit in terms of the content. But if you are someone who does work with your audience to actually help them achieve that outcome, it becomes very, very easy to see who would in fact be a good fit for what you offer because they do have to be willing to show up and take some sort of action. So you will find that the people who are in these challenges are often a lot more committed to making a change, whatever that change may be. And ultimately, it should be the thing that that you help them with. And because of that, you're really able to show them through the course of those five days that you have this strong expertise, that you are the right person to work with them through whatever their challenges may be. And they're going to have this really strong sense of trust by the time that challenge is over. So it makes the decision to take the next step pretty easy. From an ads perspective, are we advertising directly to a Facebook group or what are we doing? Like help, help everybody understand how they can use an ad to get someone into a five-day challenge. Yeah. So the way that I typically run these is I'm going to be promoting this challenge through my ad. These are usually going to be conversion focused ads. So I want someone to register for this free five-day challenge. I have seen people do paid five-day challenges and it would ultimately work exactly the same. I choose free because I can get a lot more people to register and a lot more people in those groups and they convert at a really high rate as is. So I don't need to necessarily charge up front for that. So I'm doing a conversion focused ad to get someone to register for this five-day challenge. Once they are clicking on that ad, they're taken to a landing page and I am going to ask them for their name, their email, and their phone number, which is optional, but I do get a ton of phone numbers through those landing pages. And that is to remind them when we're going live each day. And I'm doing that through text message. So that's actually a really, really important part of executing this as effectively as possible. 
What service do you use for the landing page and what service do you use for the text message and communication? So I use a system called High Level, and this does my landing pages, my email, my text message, really almost everything I need to execute the back end of this system. Okay, cool. So on the second page of my funnel, I'm then going to present them with the opportunity to take the next step. And for me, that's scheduling a call to see how I can help them with their marketing. I usually have a video on that page that's going to say something like, hey, obviously you are really excited to learn about X, Y, and Z. I'm so excited that you signed up for this challenge. You're going to get some information to your inbox in just a second. You're going to need to check that. Join the group where this challenge will take place. But if you've already tried to do some of this on your own and you know that you need a little bit of extra help, love to talk to you about it. You can go ahead and schedule a call with somebody on our team so we can see you know, what the best option is for you. So we get a ton of people to go ahead and schedule calls before that challenge even begins. And we make a lot of the revenue from that challenge before the challenge even starts. So that's something that a lot of people have a misconception about. They think they have to wait until that challenge begins to start promoting whatever their core offer is. But you want to go ahead and do that right away while they're in the frame of mind to be thinking about the challenges that they're dealing with and the ways in which they need help. So once they sign up, I am going to give them the link to that Facebook group. I'm going to make it really, really clear that this is where that challenge will be taking place, that they're going to need to request to join that group before the challenge starts. Otherwise, they're not going to have access to that challenge content. And then I'm going to continue to send them reminders leading up to that challenge start date, making sure that number one, they just stay engaged with me. And number two, making sure that they absolutely do know that the group is where they need to join to participate. And also I can send them additional resources or links to worksheets that they can use as they go through this challenge. Wow. It sounds a little bit involved, I guess, but it's really not super complicated, especially once you run the first challenge, because you're going to just rinse and repeat the same system over and over again. The one thing that you do have to be willing to do for this type of strategy is show up live once a day for five days. And some people are not willing to do that. But truthfully, I think that it is very well worth it. That's the reason I've continued to utilize this strategy for the last four years. And it's actually been a really big part of growing my business over time. You know, the only downside is that it is more of a live strategy. And so you just have to be willing to do that, whether it's once a month, once a quarter, a couple of times a year, however frequently you want to do it. But I do think that once you see those results, you're going to want to do it as often as you can because it really works and it continues to work. Well, and what I like about this is obviously with the Facebook and Instagram ads, you can totally target this to the right audience, right? I mean, that's the key. Absolutely. Because you could try to just post this and hope people go in there or you could pay to advertise to get people really into there. I love this. So this is the first, folks. We got two more. Okay, our second one is a low-ticket tripwire. Define what the heck that is first, and then we'll talk about like what kind of businesses can use something like this. Yeah, so a tripwire is something that is designed to get someone to make a small initial purchase, which will then lead them through your funnel and allow them to make additional purchases or upsells but also just kind of open their wallet to you, which makes them far more likely to buy from you either then 
or in the future. This is something that has been used for quite a while, but we have found that it is working very, very well right now, especially. And that could be with lower ticket businesses that are selling, you know, not super expensive products, but also with businesses that are selling high ticket. In the past, it was a little bit easier to go direct to higher ticket offers through Facebook and Instagram ads. It was fairly common for people to do that. And a lot of people had pretty good success with it. But I feel that this is definitely something that high ticket service providers or coaches or consultants really need to be considering these days with their Facebook and Instagram ads, because it is something that will allow you to generate higher quality leads. They're actually buyers, not just leads. And people who, if you are really presenting them with the right thing to purchase on the front end, could be the perfect fit for what you sell on the back end. It's also going to show you that this person is committed enough to getting help with this problem to actually spend some money to solve it. So you find that there are a lot less tire kickers, so to speak, when it comes to your lead generation efforts. You're also able to make a lot of your money, if not all of your money back on your ad spend right away meaning that you can spend a lot more on your advertising than you would probably be able to otherwise because you're making it back much, much quicker. So this is an offer that I've been running personally for, you know, I'd say maybe the last eight months really, really effectively. I've been able to help a lot of other people get this type of offer up as well. But this can be really anything that you're selling. It could be some sort of template. It could be a low dollar course or masterclass. It could be a very small product, but it needs to have something bigger on the back end in order to make this worth it. If you're just selling something that's between $7 and $97 on the front end without anything on the back end to upsell to, you may not have amazing success. You still could have some success but it's going to be a much more uphill battle. So the goal is get them in with something smaller, something that's very targeted towards what your ideal customer would be interested in if that larger purchase could be a good fit. And then you're going to present them other opportunities to purchase through the funnel. And you're also going to continue to present them with those opportunities on the back end once you have them in your ecosystem as a buyer. Okay, you got to tell me what the heck the story is behind the word tripwire because it sounds like a animal crossing into a cage and then the getting stuck. Like, why do they call it tripwire? What's the story with that? You know, honestly, I don't know how the word actually came into existence. I know this is something that has been used kind of in the click funnels funnel community for a while. A tripwire funnel is just this lower ticket purchase that basically gets somebody to, you know, trip into your system essentially, and then they're presented with all of these other things that they could purchase, whereas they may not have taken any action on that larger purchase if it had been presented to them as that very first thing that they saw. You know, I used to work in retail. I worked at a company called Sharper Image, which only some of the gray hairs would know what that is. And I even worked at Sears, which I don't think is around anymore. And they would have these things called loss leaders, which would mean that they would advertise uh, really 
inexpensive, for example, refrigerators that they're not going to make any money on with the goal to get people into the store. And once they got into the store and started talking to a salesperson, the hope would be that you would upsell them to one of the more expensive refrigerators. It sounds like a similar concept, except in this case, they're buying something that is more of a sample or a small piece of a bigger puzzle that's being solved. Is that kind of accurate? It is, but you're right. This is a perfect example of a loss leader offer. And loss leaders are incredibly powerful. There are different ways to execute them in terms of the type of funnel that you're using. Some of them will be more of an opt-in style funnel, and some of them will be more of a purchase style funnel. So this is an example of something where they are making that initial purchase. So for instance, I have two master classes that are running right now with this strategy. They're $47. They are extremely valuable in their own right. Somebody does not have to buy anything else to get great value from them. But I also have order bumps when they check out for templates. So social media graphic templates and ad copy templates and content creation resources. And then I also have upsells after the fact. So one of them is my local lead generation masterclass. So I've got a Facebook ads for small business course that is at a discounted price if they go ahead and buy it right then. So people will go into that funnel just for the $47 local lead generation masterclass. But I have a huge percentage of buyers who end up spending $158 on that initial purchase because they take those order bumps and then they spend $297 after that. So I have a lot of people who end up spending $500 right then and there without ever initially intending to, but it's because I have the right offers being presented to them that are the right match for what they need. And otherwise, they probably would not have taken action on a $500 package if it was presented to them in the newsfeed. So on top of that, a ton of these buyers go on to join my mentorship program or to work with me in a larger way. So I recently ran the numbers on both of these masterclasses. The ROI on them on the back end was enormous. So one of them is breaking even on the front end, which is great. That means I can really spend as much money as I need to on advertising. I know I'm not going to lose any money. Even still, I'd be willing to because typically with lead generation, I'd be spending money on my advertising, generating my leads, ultimately realizing that they are not going to convert immediately. There is going to be a period of time that I'm out money essentially before those conversions take place. But with this, you are getting that money back right away. And then you can expect huge returns on the back end. The other one isn't quite breaking even on the front end, but it actually has a far more significant ROI on the back end. So they've both been doing really, really well for me. I think what typically scares people a little bit is they're not always used to selling something directly through their ad, especially people who've been used to more traditional lead generation. So it just feels a little bit different to them. I think the other thing that most people have to realize about this strategy is once you launch it, you definitely have to go through the testing period that you would with any ad campaign. You can't expect to just launch your ads and have everything working perfectly. You've got to test the audiences, the copy, and the creative. But once you find some of those winning combinations, you still are going to probably have to wait a couple of weeks before you see that big ROI on the back end. 
if you are selling something that's more of a done for you or a done with you type of service, if you're willing to be a little bit patient, which I don't think a couple of weeks is very long, I think it's actually really fast, you will be very, very, very surprised at the results with something like this. So this is one of the strategies that I highly, highly recommend right now. It's a little bit more involved on the technical side because of the purchase aspect. Also, if you are dealing with something like login access for a masterclass, if maybe you haven't done something like that before, the customer service side is definitely going to be a little bit greater than you may have seen in the past. But again, very, very well worth it in terms of revenue. And you will build a really solid group of buyers that will convert very well in the short term, but will continue to convert in the long term. And even those that don't, they're still paying for themselves and they're paying for your advertising in the process. On the creative, on the ad creative, are we actually promoting the fact that it's a paid product? Or are we just promoting the fact that, hey, there's this course that you can get that will help you click here. And then when they click, they learn it's only $49. Or do we actually say, get this great training and put the price in the ad? What's your thoughts on that? I think you can do it both ways. I have been upfront that it is a paid product and what the price is. Uh, I feel like being transparent is just going to allow me to get more people to the landing page that are already going to be aware of the fact that they're going to have to spend some money. And again, it's really showing me who's willing to pony up to solve this problem. You're not willing to pay $47 to, you know, honestly, I way over deliver in these products, which I also think is very important if you're going to do something like this. If somebody's not willing to spend $47, they're definitely not my ideal customer because what I sell as my core offering is a lot more than $47. So I'm upfront about it. I do think you could definitely do it without mentioning the price up front, but I think you could, you know, opt either way. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. So, so far we've talked about five day challenges and we've talked about low ticket tripwires. The third one that we want to talk about is contests and giveaways. So talk to me about what this looks like in an ad focused centric kind of way. First thing that comes to my mind is, isn't there legalities with contests and giveaways? What are your thoughts on that? A lot of people think that. And honestly, I've never run into really any issues. The only legalities or things that Facebook was very cognizant of in the past is if you were doing giveaway posts or contest posts that were forcing people to engage on your actual post content. So that would be if you're saying, you know, tag three friends, share this, like this. So they're considering that more clickbait, which I can understand. I have never run contests or giveaways like that. I do think there is a benefit in that in growing an organic following, I suppose, but I've always been far more interested in actual lead generation, collecting contact information to be able to further communicate with people on the back end. I can always get those people to subscribe to my social media channels through email once I have their email address if I need to. So if you are sending people to a landing page to register for a contest or a giveaway, I haven't really seen any legalities whatsoever. So this is something where really any business could use it. It could be a service-based business. It could be a product-based business. You could do a free or a paid giveaway. So I have done them and seen them done 
both ways. So we'll talk a little bit about both formats and what the differences are there. So the concept of this is kind of a mix between a gated content offer and a loss leader. So it's a gated content offer because you are collecting that contact information and they're not necessarily getting anything for it, but somebody or a small group of people, they will. So you are going to be spending some money on this type of strategy. It could be something kind of small that you're giving away, or it could be something really big. It just depends on number one, what it is you sell. And number two, what you're willing to offer. Isn't there a way you could give away something and do a contest? Like everyone who submits their information will automatically get this free PDF or whatever, and then we'll be drawing for the big prize. Do you understand where I'm going with that? What are your thoughts on that? You definitely could do that. And we incorporate what we call a constellation prize in this strategy so that everybody who doesn't win, which is most people, they do still get a special offer just for participating in this contest. That ends up being a really big part of the overall results at the end of the day. So I encourage people to give away something that is either what they sell or very directly related to what they sell. People who have said, oh, I've tried contests and giveaways in the past. And yeah, we got a lot of engagement, but we never really saw any financial results. That was something that I heard over and over again. And I'd say, well, what were you giving away? Oh, we were giving away an iPad or some AirPods. It's like, well, of course, that has nothing to do with what you sell. Everybody's going to want a free iPad or AirPods. So of course, you're going to get a lot of people to register for this. But the question is, are those people your ideal clients? Are they potential buyers for you? And that is the most important thing when thinking about your prize. So if your prize does not show you that someone signing up for this would potentially be your client or customer, or at least have the need for what it is that you sell, you shouldn't be using that as your giveaway item. I got a crazy question. Okay. Social media marketing world. You've been there. You spoke there. Could that be something we could give away? You know, because that's desirable by our audience, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And if somebody is registering for that, you obviously know they have an interest in social media marketing and going to marketing conferences. Otherwise, there's no reason for them to register. You're going to get so many registrations for something like that. And guess what? Hey, this person won. But if you didn't win, we want to give everybody else the very best price ever on your social media marketing world ticket. So then they do get something special for it. You have their contact information on your email list so you can continue to market to them. And you're going to end up with a lot of buyers for the conference if you execute it the right way on the back end. So that's a perfect example of something that could work tremendously well. What are some other examples, different kinds of industries or whatever that could use? I mean, is there any limit to what could be done with this? I don't think so, honestly. I think it's a really great one. The Limit is only what someone is is willing to do. I think fear holds people back in so many different ways. They're too scared to give away a big prize or a really great prize, or they're too scared to spend money advertising a free contest without someone saying, I can guarantee that you're going to make three times return on investment on this. And the truth is, just like with anything else, you're not going to know until you try. 
And your ROI is only as good as the way that you are executing the strategy. So you do need to do it correctly, but I've used it for orthodontists. I had um, one of my students actually won a ClickFunnels 2 Comma Club Award with this strategy. He sells horse fencing. And this was an example of him incorporating the paid giveaway option in here as well. So it's kind of a mix of that low ticket tripwire that we just talked about with this contest and giveaway. So he had his giveaway where he's giving away a lot of horse fencing or maybe a horse trailer, like a really amazing prize. It's something that only people who have horses care about. And that's his goal. If you don't have horses, you're not his customer. He then has a store of swag for his business. It's hats, t-shirts, you know, very basic stuff that any business could have that just has their logo on it and some sayings, things like that. So every dollar that somebody spends in their store is one entry into the contest. So the more you spend, the more entries that you have. In order to make that work, you obviously have to have a really appealing prize, which he had. So he was able to make his money back on the front end of his advertising, also get apparel with his brand all over it out into the hands of these people. So again, even the people that don't win, they're still going to be putting on this hat or putting on this shirt, thinking about his brand and business. And then when you have this live announcement, which is how you want to do it, you don't just want to draw somebody and send it out in an email. You want to make a big deal about the winner. So we have people going into a countdown campaign. It's reminding them when the contest is ending and when you're going to do that live drawing. He actually had a third-party sweepstakes company you know, do the drawings to make sure that everyone knew it was fair. I don't think you have to do that. I think it's great if you want to, but that's what he chose to do. But I encourage everyone to do a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live, however you want to do that for this drawing, and you're actually turning it into a little mini webinar. People will show up to that live because they will want to see if they won, especially if the prize is good. And you don't want to come right out and do the drawing. You really want to build this up first. So you want to start by making sure that you kind of go into your origin story and you talk about how passionate you are about what you do. You really play on the pain points or the desires that your audience is experiencing related to what it is they want or you do or sell. Then you want to talk about the consolation prize before you do the drawing because you want to make sure that everybody who's on there hears it while they're still on. And if you go ahead and announce the winner, anybody who didn't win, they're going to be gone. So I've actually stayed on one of these for about an hour because I wanted to see if I won. I actually signed up for my students contest because I wanted to win the horse fencing. And I stayed on partially to listen to how Grady did, but you do want to hear if you win. So you're very unlikely to just bounce and leave. So you say, hey, we know that everybody who signed up for this obviously has a, a really important reason for wanting to do this. So why don't you drop a comment and tell us how much this means to you? And so I've done this with orthodontic treatment as well, too. Like people will pour their heart and soul out and tell you how much this means to them. Same thing with my student with the horse fencing. People were opening up about 
you know, how their horse has been boarded for years and it this would allow them to bring their horse to their own property and get to see it and care for it every day. And, you know, it was very emotional. So part of that you can use for your copywriting. I mean, that is just great copy to be able to pull from. But people are really like talking themselves into how much they want this, even if they don't win. And then you're going to let them know, we know that not everybody is going to be able to win this today. So we wanted to do something really special for everybody who is not able to do it. So right here today, you know, for the next 48 hours or however long you want to make that deadline, if you go ahead and take action on this, this is the very special offer that we put together for you in case you were not that lucky person who did win. People will take advantage of that offer. You will also have a ton of opportunities just in the comments section to sell to people, to book appointments, or to get people to make those purchases. You'll also get a lot of people who didn't sign up for the contest to watch that. They're just seeing it in their feed. And you can boost that live video from your phone even after you start it so that it goes out as far as possible while you're actually on. You know, it also really can deepen ties within your community. People love when others give back. So the orthodontist that runs this strategy, people were just so complimentary of the fact that he was willing to give somebody free orthodontic treatment. Anytime you're giving away something of value, people feel really good about that in relation to your business. So it's got a lot of positive benefits. But then you're going to go ahead and you're going to announce that winner. The people who don't win, you're going to make sure you reiterate how they can take advantage of that special offer. Then in your follow-up, you're going to link to that live video. So you're still not going to blast out the name of the person who won because not everybody is going to be on that live video. You want to make sure that everybody watches that and sees that consolation prize offer, but then you're going to put them into a drip campaign that goes through the consolation prize, has a countdown timer on it, all that good stuff, and leads them back to that special offer. And then you can really just rinse and repeat on that as well. This is something you can do every month if you want to. I've had people that this is the core of their marketing strategy. Or you can do it once or twice a year, however frequently it makes sense for your business. So I really think this is probably the most applicable of any of them for product-based businesses, service-based businesses, coaches, consultants, marketing agencies. It doesn't matter what it is. You can find a way to use this strategy. And if you do it the right way, you will not only build an enormous list, you will have a lot of buyers and it won't take very long for you to be able to not only get that money back from your advertising, but make a really solid ROI. Allie, I can tell you right now, there are people that are saying, holy crap, I need to show this to my boss. I need to show this to my clients. I need to listen to this again. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> that was freaking amazing. If people want to reach out to you on the socials, you have a preferred platform. And then also if they want to check out your website, where do you want to send them? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is AllieBloydMedia.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or you can check out my podcast, Marketing Inc., Big Ideas for Local Business. I would love to connect with you anywhere that is the best fit. And I really hope that everybody listening found value in one of these strategies and that you don't just listen, you actually implement and you take action and you see what a huge difference 
even just one of these strategies could have in your business because I've used them all. I've helped people use all of them in a ton of different industries. And I promise you they can work so very well. And not just on these platforms, but you can utilize them in a lot of different ways. And for folks that are listening only, Allie is spelled A-L-L-I-E because there's other ways to spell Allie, right? Allie, A-L-L-I-E-B-L-O-Y-D. Allie Bloyd, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts with us. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Mike, as always. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 524. 524 episodes. And by the way, if you're new to this show, be sure to follow us. And if you've been a longtime listener, thank you. Would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.